the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Thank you, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, man, I tell you what, the Lord and the Holy Spirit's been working on me all week. And if you've got somebody that has a little problem with joy and peace during Christmas, you need to tune, have them tune in. Because I struggled through Christmas up till about 15, 18 years ago. And I've given my testimony before, and it's helped so many people. If you've got a child, if you've got um, a grown-up that's a child of yours, or a friend, uh, a brother or sister, please tune in the second half of the show. We're going to take uh, calls the first half of the show. I'll give you that phone number. In the second half of the show, I want to really dig into inner healing, inner peace, what the difference in my life has been, how it's made me so much better loving, caring, giving back. Uh, it, it's a testimony that I really think that um, the Lord's worked on me this week and improved and gave me some things that I didn't understand in the past. But due to the, the studying I've done and the, and the stuff that's come up, I've got an, another 40, 50 scriptures that I can put into the show that I'm working on that sometimes I grow a little bit. But let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. Help us to learn and grow and heal ourselves and heal others. And use your word, use your laws, use your instructions to improve our life with the peace and joy that comes from you. Help each and other person to reach out and love everybody and to give what we have. We can't give away what we don't have. And I give you the praise and the glory that each and every person will receive the message that you've given me. And it's all in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, and we're going to tie a little bit of this into the car business. Because if your head's not straight, can you make the right purchases? If your life's not straight, if you've got forgiveness and peace and contentment in your life, can you make a better decision? Is that what you want? I want you to be the best you can be. I have the desire to be the best, to teach the best, to help everybody that I can. I have the desire to grow and learn, and, and I hope you have that too. But when Satan's got a hold of us with un, unforgiveness, with bitterness, um, we can't think straight. We think about ourselves, number one. And I'm going to prove that, what I've learned the last couple of days in myself. The, the unforgiveness that control my thoughts, control my feelings during Christmas. But 
you know, here we go again. Does the car business work on those during that time? What are the commercials about? Giving your wife a brand new car. Giving yourself a brand new car. All oh, these commercials are awesome. You see the white snow and the lineup of the brand new cars and the giving and the surprise. And, oh, man, this guy buys two new units. And his wife walks out, and she wants the pickup he bought for himself. Now, hold it. Did you see that? He wasn't real happy about that. Is that selfishness? But see, here we go again. They know how to push your button. Have you made the choice? See, this show, I know that I tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I want to, uh, in a, to just yesterday, the last couple of days, I bought an uh, expedition with a problem. I bought a 200,000-mile Tahoe and a low-mileage old Cadillac, and I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't matter what it is. Working with a lady on a low-mileage Mercedes that I'm buying from her. So, you know, this show is about opening your eyes, getting an even playing field, getting to understand what the car business is really about. I've been in it 55 years, and I'm telling you, I've seen an unbelievable change. You'd have told me 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, that business would be the way it is today. I thought you was crazy. But really, it's, it's changing and changing every day. And the overhead goes up every day. I have car dealers who are in the business who are struggling, calling me, what's going on? When is it going to change? How is it going to change? And so, you know, hello, Cheryl. And so I want to show you what's going on. But I want to get you to examine yourself, understand yourself, understand what you're doing and, and how it pertains to the car business. Because if you walk into that dealership and you're not in control, you know, I pray for my son uh, that I, when I take him to school in the mornings, and I really pray for all my family, to be in control of their thoughts, control of their mouth, control of their words. I mean, we want to be in control, and we think we're in control. And then we get into these dealerships, and we think we're really ready and in control, and they twist us around. They push our button. They use ever sociology, psychology trick that there is to close you on making money and putting you in something uh, that you can't afford. Uh, phone number here for first half of the show if you've got, there's no dumb questions, 210-340-9585. Get pen and paper. Also, I'll give out my mobile number where you can call me anytime uh, at the end of this segment and the first of the next segment. But the phone number here, if you've got any kind of questions, I won't embarrass you, 210 340 9585. And I, is the football game, did they knock me out 1160 today? Do you know, Barry? No. I'm on 1160 a.m. at 1 p.m. today. This is going to be a replay of this show. So if you miss it or you don't understand it and you want to listen to it again or get somebody that needs this show, I think there's somebody when you after you listen to this at the end of the show you're gonna say I know somebody that's struggling with that I, I know somebody's got that problem so make sure that if you want to listen to it again go to 11:60 a.m. at 1 p.m. and give us a call here I'm gonna give us number one more time 210-340-9585 I want to embarrass you there's no dumb questions and so so many people are saying what's wrong with the car business. And these are dealers in the business. They're, they're people that are 
that are involved with the business. And they say, why is it the way that it is? I said, well, the average car is $36,000. That's the average car. It's $36,000. Right now, the cheap cars are, are still almost thirty. So, and that car is going to be worth five or six thousand in three to five years. Do you like losing thirty thousand dollars? Oh, by the way, you got to make, you know, thirty-five, forty thousand to lose that thirty. Oh, and we got to pay interest. Oh, we got to pay insurance. Oh, we got to buy tires and brakes and upkeep and everything else. So loss of value is huge. That's why I'm trying to get an even playing field for you to understand what you need and how. Hello, Donnie. And uh, Aaron and Andy, uh, we we want you to understand what's going on in the car business. I mean, right now you go to the auction and everything that's halfway decent's ten, fifteen thousand dollars. That's three, five, six years old. We want you to make the right decision, what will fit your budget, and what you can afford. But we're going to have this testimony ties in with. Peace with yourself, contentment with yourself. Second half of this show is meant for those people. All relationships are tough, you know, unless you got the love and peace that comes from your heart. And so selfishness gets in the way. Pride gets in the way. And so if your head's not straight when you walk into one of these dealerships, they'll take every dime that's available. They're trained to do it. That's the goal. What's the goal of a football game? To outscore the other team. Well, who's going to outscore? Well, i got news for you. The car dealers can outscore you. You're on defense, and you don't have any linebackers. You don't have any linemen. It's just a little old you. You weigh in at 120 pounds, 150 or 200 pounds, and you're going against trained professionals. That's why I want to give you that even playing field. We keep score with your money. Don't you just love it? Yeah. Who went in there, Bubba? Yeah, well, the more money they get, the more score they get. But it's always the money. I mean, you're going to walk out there owing something, paying something, doing something. And then I've caught a lot of heat, and I can back this up. From people saying, there's no way that dealership offered that guy $1,000 and you gave 7000 Well, I got proof. I got the man's number. I got the paperwork. But these dealerships had him convinced because, see, they can push his button. They know what's going on. They're in control. He wasn't in control. They had him convinced this truck wasn't worth nothing. You know, it's a salvage unit, but we're going to help you and give $1,000 for it. I'm glad the guy listens to my radio show, brought it to me, and I gave 7000 and I made money two days later. And everybody says, there's no possible way. Oh, way. I got the guy's name, number. I got it all. I'll tell you where he was at when they tried to get his vehicle for $1,000. I got all of it. I got the dates. I got it all. But what I say on this radio show, I'll back up. I'll back up. So be prepared, mentally, physically, and spiritually. That's just another way. Now, I made money from 7000 What would they have made money from 1000 If they convinced that guy to trade that unit before he walks out, you know, what would they have made at that? So hello, Juan. How you doing? And Tom. And uh, so what would they have made? That's the key. They know how to push your button. They can read you. I'm an old poker player. 
played lots of no-limit games. Thank you, Lord, for relieving me of that. I have no desire to play. Played no-limit games in Vegas, no-limit games all around here. And I learned, I've learned how to read people. I could tell when they had a hand and didn't have a hand. That's a good poker player. Well, I got news for you. They don't, they're playing for high-stakes poker in the car business. And that's why they need to learn to read you. They need to learn what they can do, how they can close you, how to make the money. You know, this is a great, the car salespeople are a great con deal. Uh, I got another new idea from a book due to a good friend of mine who's dating a guy in the car business. And she, she don't understand the con, the play. See, they're actors, and you're reactor. How are you reacting to the actors? That Steve Sorensen taught me this years ago down in Corpus when we had a Corpus show. How are you reacting? They're acting. And it's all on your money. They're acting on how they're so friendly, so loving, so caring, such a great person, and so concerned about you and your vehicle. Oh, they just, you know, they're, they're great actors. But where are those actors when you can't make that monthly payment? Don't go react. Now their turn is to react. They'll react to you and run like a rabbit being chased by a coyote. They'll react. But see, that's the same thing that you're walking in in that game of, of business right now. How are you reacting to what they're doing, what they're saying? Are you in control? Do you want to be in control? Do you think you're in control? Well, part of this class that I'm giving the second half of this show is when we get to the certain mindset, we're the way we are, and we don't think anybody sees it. The salespeople are trained to be that way, to be the way they are, to be friendly, caring, and I mean just really, hey, I'm going to tell you something. I've walked these shoes. I could put deals together, put people together when I was a heathen, and my conscience, it was in, it was in Port Aransas somewhere. It was nowhere in sight. I was great at it. But my conscience now tells me what's right and what's wrong concerning. But see, salespeople at these big dealerships don't have that right to be discerning. They're, they're doing a job for the man. They're under control of the managers and the owners. This is what you've got to do. This is what you've got to make. This is how you handle the deal. And they walked out and you didn't sell them anything? You don't think they don't get chewed out? What did you do wrong? How you should have done it? Why, why didn't you bring your manager in? Why didn't you bring your closer in? Why didn't you bring four or five other salespeople that we have on the, on the, on the floor here? Why didn't you? See, acting and reacting. But are you an actor yourself? How many times have you bought a vehicle, paid too much, bought something you didn't intend, got the color you didn't intend? I talk about a lady out of Seguin, Texas, that started listening to my show after she bought a Jeep. She went in there, and they spent eight hours, and they were fed up, sick of it, ready to go out. They bought something they didn't want, ill-equipped, smaller than they wanted, and was convinced their credit was bad and that this is all they could get. Who's acting then? Well, she didn't. She reacted wrong because the actor had control. She reacted wrong. And then she come out after she listened to my show and she figured out, 
Number one, I'm paying too much interest. Number two, I bought something I didn't want. Number three, I'm stuck with it. I'm going to have to live with it. But she's listening to my show today. So we made rearrangements and got some things a little better. But if you're reacting to what they're acting at, you know, if you're training 365 days a year to be an actor, you get pretty good at it. I didn't have the training. I was in survival. And then after survival, and I'm talking about 40, 50 years ago, after survival, I, I got good at it. And so then I wanted to get even better at it. So, you know, and that's why a lot of people say I'm good at this show because I use the past to work on the future. But is the past haunting you? Are you driving one you hate? Well, don't listen to the salespeople. Don't listen to the ads. Don't listen to the radio and the television because they're going to take care of you. Now, you're in trouble on the vehicle you got. You think they're really going to be a great deal for you and they're going to make, you know, going to take the big loss and help you out? Man, if you do, let me sell you the Golden Gate Bridge because I'm going to tell you something. You're, in, you're naive and you're lost. Dealers will make, they make money on the trade. So now you're buried $10,000. So now they're going to make it $12,000 buried on the next unit. Oh, by the way, they want to make some money on it. And you're gullible. When are you at the weakest point? When you hate what you own. When you hate what you want to get rid of. And you'll do whatever they, they tell you to get rid of that. And they act like, here we go with actors, they act like they're really your friend. They act like they're really helping you. They act like they know what they're doing. And they do know what they're doing. They're putting you in debtor's prison, locking you up and throwing the key away. And you're sitting there and you're working your way out. So what does that leave you at the end of the month? What does that leave you in your budget? Are you in control of your budget? Or is the sales dealership in control of your budget? Are you in control of your decisions? Or are the salespeople in control of your division? We're trained to be actors. We're trained to close you. We're trained to be your friend. We're trained to hide our selfishness and our pride, but to work on your selfishness and pride, to reward yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm explaining this the right way because I can walk into any dealership in this town and I see it, and I feel it, and I learn from it. I spent a lot of time, and for the last 55 years, in dealerships watching salesmen. And there was a salesperson in, in Hempstead, Texas, that was one of the best I'd ever seen. This guy was was unbelievable. And he could change his personality, change his countenance, change everything away, and fit the customer. Yes, sir, boss, you're right. I'm going to help you out right here. Yes, sir, boss. And then the next person come in, he'd be with the engineer. Yes, sir. Yeah, and he'd fit, he'd fit that. This guy had an education, college education, and he could, he could make everything work. He could fit your person. He was a chameleon. I once took a test, and this was before I accepted Jesus Christ, and this dealership was giving all their salespeople the test of what kind of person personality you were. And they wanted to see if you could change, if you could fit, if you knew how to change and fit for the customer. So I took the, the test, 
because I'd bought, I was buying lots of cars. I was buying 70, 80 cars a month off this dealership. And they said, we want you to take it too, Randy. We want to see how it's going to come out. And we've got a caller online. And so I took the test. And the number one word came chameleon because I can fit every situation. I can fit every personality. And that's what they're trying to do to train you to do that, to be that kind of person and to fit that situation. So they're prepared, but are you prepared? That's why I'm trying to open your eyes, give you an even playing field to understand what's going on so you can feel that 100% of, of what's going on. Is that Carlos? So we have Carlos online. Thank you, Carlos, for calling. And um, I've happened to have a relationship now with Carlos due to he's helped so many people. We have five minutes, Carlos. Go ahead. Very fast, Mr. Randy. I'm so glad to hear from you. I hear that you have a very difficult time in the past couple of weeks. I'm with you. We pray for you and your family. Thank you. Thank you for all the prayers you give us for, through the radio station. Thank you to the restoration. This time we only call you to say we are with you in praise and everything we can help you. Thank you. We say for the Latin community, you help us in anything. Well, all the people you learn, all the guidance you, go, you do to us. Really appreciate for everything, Mr. Ch and Mr. Randy. Well, thank you, we Carlos. We try to contact you. Thank you. You know, for the difficult times you pass, bro, I'm, I'm glad you are a spiritual guy. I, example for a lot of people, we don't have fathers. We see you, we respect like a father, like well, a brother. Well, you need to call your friends and people to talk about father-son situations. But this is also about relationships with everybody and, and expectations and how, and how we feel and what we expect. And I, I've, I've realized the last couple of days that I had selfishness so much that was causing this depression. Also, it was partly my fault, partly my dad's fault, partly my past fault. So I want you to text somebody that's had a relationship with a mother, father, or spouse that's been difficult. And what do what makes this trigger? I've, I'm studying more about relationships even more, and I see so much that touches our lives but hinders us. So, but, you know, and just like I'm saying just before, how dealers try to push the button on, on the people, your, your family. I mean, the Lat Latinos that come in and, you know, they try to intimidate them. They try to, you know, just do everything they can to scare them, put fear in their hearts and everything in order to sell them at, at big figures. Am I correct? Yes, sir. And so that's why I want to teach y'all that you are human. You, there's only four blood types, so we're all brothers one way or another. If my blood works in you, I don't care what color you are. If my blood works in, they'll help, but either way. And we've got to realize that we're all brothers in Christ. We're all on this earth together, and we've got to love. But we've got to follow the laws. We've got to follow the rules. And sometimes a lot of people get outside of that rule. So thank you, Carlos, for calling, and thank you for the kind words. Yeah, I've lost a lot of friends. I lost four friends in three days and one of them was a brother-in-law and uh, it makes you wake up and think how much time we have left on earth what are we wasting it what are we wasting our money what are we wasting our efforts and I want to be the best I can be at all times but call your friends and neighbors and everybody you know that's had any kind of relationship that causes depression if you've had depression in your life what causes that what triggers that so thank you, Carlos, for calling. Uh, and like no, I say, we're, we're going to be... And I want to say, remember First Corinthians 13, love, and you, and the station, and, and you, sir, you are love for us. 
I really you. appreciate it, sir. Thank you, Carlos. But uh, call somebody, text somebody. We're on Facebook Live, Randy Adams. Uh, like I said, it'll be soon that we're going to go to Randy Adams, Inc., because we're pretty well, pretty regularly staying full on Facebook, but we probably have to go to Facebook, uh, Randy Adams, Inc., due to the unlimited number people can watch. But the other day we had, uh, we've been pushing pretty close to 400 people watching at one time, several times, so... Tell your friends, go to Facebook Live, Randy Adams, or get on the our Internet. I've got people listening from all over the United States due to KSLR.com and 6.30 a.m. Thank you, Baron. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, everybody here at this station, because they care about you. They want you to be the best. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of this show, give us a call. Proving the community you want them to improve, making better decisions. Hey, better budget, better money available. Give us a call or give me a call on my mobile, 830-708-4789. That's 830-708-4789. Four seven eight nine. We're going to take a short break. Short break on Facebook. Uh, get a pen and paper. Get my phone number. But text somebody. Call somebody that's had some depression in their life and see if we can't help them a little bit. God bless you. We'll be right back. Thank you. Thanks to you, San Antonio and South Texas, 2017 was another successful year at North Park Toyota of San Antonio. Hi, this is Merle Gothard, General Manager of North Park Toyota of San Antonio, and you too can take advantage of our better bottom-line posted pricing on over 750 available new and pre-owned Toyotas. We research the market, and then we post our lowest price on every car, truck, and SUV every day. Then we back that price with sales and service excellence from the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's President's Award nine years in a row. No games, no gimmicks, just our better bottom line posted price. And remember, we don't mark them up just to mark them down. Our market-based posted pricing, the financing you deserve, and full market value for your trade-in, and our attention to customers' needs have made North Park Toyota a dealer that delivers. Come see how we deliver the North Park way at North Park Toyota San Antonio, I-35 South Exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Hello again, this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. I hope you had a chance to text somebody that's had depression, and especially depression during Christmas, because I want to talk about how it affected me, how I got healed, um, changes in my life, just all kinds of stuff. And uh, Steve Sorensen even told me something this morning. You can't give away what you don't have. You ever thought about that? You can't give away money if you don't have it. You can't give a car away if you don't have it. But if you don't have peace, can you give it away? You don't have it. Do you have love? Can you give love away? You don't have it. Well, I didn't have it. Why? Selfishness. A little quick story about I used to get depressed during Christmas. And I mean depressed. And I knew it. I felt it. I lived it. 
But I didn't say anything to anybody else because I didn't think anybody could see it. But everybody saw it. Everybody saw the foul mood I was in. Everybody saw what was going on. Finally, my wife said, Randy, uh, you're uh, depressed again, and it's getting close to Christmas. You, you talk about inner healing. You train in inner healing. You teach in inner healing. But you're not healed. And I thought about it, and I thought about it. I said, why am I suffering? Why, why am I going through this depression during this time of the year when I shouldn't be? This should be joy and fun and family and giving. But I couldn't accept a gift. I didn't want a gift because as growing up, I didn't get any gifts. Oh, I didn't want to give. Now, I could give, and I would look for needy people that, I, that didn't have nothing that I could give something to. And that pumped me up and made me feel good. But I still was depressed. Why was this depression in my life? What caused me to be in this ill effect? So I went into prayer, deep prayer. And right now I'm about to go in next week. I think I, I need to examine and search my heart and search my mind, examine myself. And, and I'm about to do some things that I'm really going to get. And so that's what I did. I, I really got into prayer. I really got into deep. And I said, Lord, reveal to me what causes this depression. So the Lord took me back when I was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. He put me in those places. He put me, and we moved a lot. Rent came due, we moved. And so we moved a lot. And he put me in the houses when I was 8. He put me in the house when I was 9. He put me in the house when I was 10. He put me in the house when I was 11 and 12 and 13. The Christmas Eve, wait on my dad to come, bring presents, do this, do that. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. He didn't show up. So that that affected me at that age, but it carried on. It carried on for till I was, you know, I guess this this happened when I was about 53, 54 years old. I carried that all my life. I, uh, I wasted all those good times, missed all those good times, missed that joy and peace that I would have. And then the Lord showed me a scripture this morning. And he slapped it right between my eyes and said, here's your scripture for what you're looking for, for the testimony today. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. Here I'd accepted Jesus Christ. I had peace most time of the year. But to get down there to Christmas and in inner healing, I'd worked on all so many different things in my life. I'd worked on that inner healing and, and got a lot of trash out of my life. And here we're called to be to have peace. But how do you get peace? Where's peace come from? The problem I had is that I was carrying that unforgiveness, that against my dad because he, he would promise to come home and he didn't come home. Promise to bring gifts, he wouldn't bring gifts. You know, my mother tried to do the best she could and I didn't understand this at an early age. All my friends had big Christmases. All my friends got lots of gifts and I got nothing. Very, very little. I remember one year an orange and an apple. Was I thankful? God wants us to be thankful and content of what we get. I was a healthy did I have my mother and sometimes my father? And, but I, was I content? No, I wasn't content. 
selfishness. I wanted my way, you know, and I expected it to be like other people. Sometimes our lives not expected to be like other people. Sometimes that's a ministry. And this I look back on today. Maybe I can help other people because that was my ministry. This is a tool that I can use. This is a law that God's given us because I had unforgiveness and bitterness in my life toward Christmas. Now, I thought I had it hid, but everybody else saw it. I thought that nobody noticed it, but they did. And here I was struggling in my life and not getting peace. Knew that knew about what the answer was, but I never searched it. So when I searched it with the Lord, he took me back. He put me in those Christmas times, those Christmas Eve nights, the week before, during Christmas Eve, and afterwards. And so he healed me of it because I prayed to him, and I said, Lord, I see the what I did wrong. I see that I was expecting too much. I, You know, and, and in a minute, I'm going to go even further into this deal. But I, he healed me then. He said, here, you need to be healed of this. And he took it away. He took that pain away. He took that unforgiveness away. He took that bitterness away in my life. And Christmas the following year was great. I was relieved of that baggage, relieved of that pain, relieved of that problems in my life. But you can also look at this everything in your life. I often talk about 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness, mother, father, and spouse. And when you truly forgive them with your heart, and I did that with my dad, truly forgive them with your heart, then you will be free. You'll have that peace. You'll have that love that you can give away. I could give away love and peace through Christ. I could accept a gift that I couldn't accept before. Because inner healing, and if you want to be healed innerly, and that's, that's the struggles we have. The conflicts we have are in the inside of us, and be thankful. But who rules? God wants to give you peace. He gives you peace when you accept him, gives you peace and understanding. He'll give you wisdom. And so he'll give you so much, but what are you doing with it? You, you got this opportunity. It's so simple. So simple. I mean, this whole deal with me might have taken an hour. I don't know. But it was so comforting, so peaceful to forgive. 99% of addictions, I've helped a lot of people off of drugs and alcohol. All you got to do is find the root. The root I had was unforgiveness my dad. The root I had needed to be better. And so I had to get this unforgiveness out of my life, this bitterness out of my life. Control who rules your heart. See, I let that unforgiveness rule my heart. I didn't have the peace that God wanted me to have. And it ruled my thoughts. It ruled my actions. It ruled my mouth. It ruled my everything. My desires. Not to accept gifts. I didn't want them. I don't deserve it. I don't, I don't need it. Prideful. Don't need. I don't need this. I couldn't accept it. I, now it's time for somebody to bless me where I can bless other people. And so I had to walk those shoes and understand exactly what's going on. I hope that this message is starting to get that you can be inner healed. Go to the Lord. Go in deep prayer and ask Him what causes anything that we do wrong causes us to react. Do you, When somebody touches a, 
a hurt part in your life. See, that was a hurt part in my life. Christmas was a hurt part because I, I didn't experience good Christmases. You know, later in years, we did. Our, my father ended up being there on Christmas Eve, and we exchanged gifts, this, that, and the other. But I still had that hurt that I was dragging along with me. I carried it. I carried it with me. I didn't want to lose it because it was there. But I didn't have the healing instruction, power of the Holy Spirit and the Lord to take it away. So it lay dormant in me. And then it would explode. And when it exploded, it put me into depression. I had no reason to be depressed. Healthy, whole, making plenty of money, family, everything was good. But I struggled through those years of depression. And so... I've learned so much about inner healing. You can heal yourself. If you start, if somebody pushes that button, you that hurt, that hurt part of your life, your ego, your your pride, what you drive. How does this pertain to the car business? Somebody said something about your your driver, what you're driving. It's paid for. Well, that's all I can afford right now. I'm I'm working on. It. I'm trying to improve. I'm trying to improve your buying system right now. So you can make better decisions, make better purchases. But don't let somebody, I've, I've talked, often talked about these people that want to show off what they drive. You know, oh man, look what I drive. I'm special. Your payment's special. The loss of value is really special. And so do you let things affect you? Do you like, you know, does people say something? Does, does your wife remind you of your mother? She can say something in a way that you think it's your mother. Do you bark back at her? Do you fight back? Do you have excuses? You know what excuses are? Excuses protect the strongholds in our life, the hurts in our life, the things that control and rule our hearts and our thoughts. So you use excuses. Hey, that's what I've got. I'm content. I'm going to work with it. I'm going to try to better. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm being the best I can be. Don't say, oh, I mean, you know. And, you know, we don't blame the car people when they lay us away. They hammer us. And it takes a year or two for us to realize, man, oh, 15000 too much on this old car. But do we blame the car people? Oh, no. It's a way of life. It's the American way. We all got to owe payments. Do we all got to? So when you need that inner healing, on my dad's deathbed, the last 180 days at least. I spent a lot of quality time with him. But I didn't take in consideration his previous life. See, that's we have hurts from people, but what are they? What caused them to be the way they were? My mom's dad, my mom, my dad's mom died when he was born, right after he was born. Dad died when he was 12. He didn't know how to be a father. He didn't know how to be a husband. He didn't know what was going on. He was thrown into life and trying to survive the way he could. But my selfishness didn't see that, didn't understand what his life was about and what caused him. You know, lots of times grandfathers and great-grandfathers cause our fathers to be the way they are. Do we feel sorry for them? I got to feel sorry for my dad. And, I, and it, I've realized the last couple of days I didn't forgive him enough for what he was going through. And then I carried that unforgiveness, you know, not considering what he had been going through. You know, lots of times we don't consider what others have been through 
But we want what we want. I want, I want everything my way. Is that pride, selfishness? I mean, and so when the inner healing comes to you, you're going to be able to see better. The Holy Spirit, you know, we keep the Holy Spirit out of our lives. Why? Because we don't want to do what it does. Forgiving is so easy. I helped a guy off of drugs one time that had a 24-year habit of, of heroin. It took us, one, we finally dug down. The Holy Spirit revealed to me what the addiction was, the tie was, because he wouldn't tell me. He had it buried so deep in him that it wouldn't come out. But once we got it out, it took 90 days to forgive his dad. But once he forgave his dad, the addiction left. That addiction. But then we got to work on other addictions in our lives. You know, life is complicated. There's so many different addictions in our life that, that strongholds. And we got excuses for them. Excuses protect the strongholds, hide the strongholds, you know. And so, but you need that, that forgiveness to understand what they've gone through or what's changed them or what's happened in their life. And because they don't have Jesus Christ, because they don't have, you know, if my dad had the Bible when he was growing up, maybe he could have saw that. He told me on his deathbed, the first person he wanted to see in heaven, and he had accepted Jesus Christ way late in life, is his mother. He'd never seen a mother's love. Sometimes mothers don't have love. Why? Because of unforgiveness and bitterness, selfishness. Don't have a father's love. Fathers didn't know what love was. My dad didn't know what mother's love was. I actually didn't know what father's love because he told me on his, near his death that his dad had to work 12 to 15 hours a day for them to eat and survive. Sister had a chance to be, marry a guy in the Air Force and leave early. He was left alone, slept on porches, ate wherever he could eat, did anything he could get by. And that was during the 30s and 40s when it was really tough. He was born in 27. So think about the Depression times. See, I didn't think all about that. I thought about myself. Now, do you want to improve yourself? you want to be the best you can be? Do you want to love and be, have peace? God will give you peace. He'll give you peace, and he wants you to have peace. But will you accept it? Are you like me during that Christmas time? I don't need no gifts. I don't need peace. I'm, a, I'm my own God. I make my own rules. I make my own laws. How's that working, Bubba? Yeah, that was me. It wasn't working. No. I had a depression. It lasted until about the second, third of January. Did I want to live that two, three weeks under depression? No. But I didn't know any better. You can have the inner healing. My mobile number, if you have any questions about this testimony, is 830-708-4789. That's 830-708-4789. And I, I, I'm, I enjoy buying cars from my listeners because, you know, I end up spending five to 30 minutes with them. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't matter what it is. And I enjoy the relationships. Do you enjoy talking to people? Do you enjoy really understanding them? Do you want to help them? Do you want to be there with them? Do you want to love them? Do you have that peace with yourself? You know, the conflicts that we have are inside of us. And that's what we give away. Now, you can give peace if you have it. You can give love if you have it. But if you've got conflicts with yourself, is that what you're giving away? 
you're giving these problems, these fights, these arguments away? Is that the kind of person you have? And you think you're all right? Hey, I was selfishness. Everybody saw it. I've got a friend of mine passed away, very selfish person. He didn't know it. But everybody else saw it. His whole family saw it. Prideful families, they know who prideful, what the prideful one is. And, but they, you know, it's such a, a struggle to touch them and to bring it out, and you'll have a fight with them. You can't say nothing. You can't tell them they're selfish. You can't tell them they're prideful. Number one, they won't believe it. They, they don't care. Number two is that they don't realize it if they think it's hidden and they think they're perfect. And I thought I was perfect during the Depression that I had. But then when finally my wife said, you know, are you a hypocrite or what? So what do you mean? So you teach inner healing and you need inner healing and you're not getting it. I said, wow. And that's when I dug into it. Thank you, Lord, for taking those pains away, those past away. But are you carrying the past with you now? Are you carrying that past with you all the time? Are you carrying the past and it's affecting what you do, the purchase of your cars? You're out of control. You're not, you're not at peace. You're not content. You know, you, you don't want to. You just wake up on a Saturday morning and go buy a car. You're not doing your homework. You're not putting effort in. You're not doing anything that will help that. Why? What's causing that? What causes your purchases? Where's the hurt in the purchases that cause you to buy and do the things you do? Something causes us to do things. Either education, seeing the truth, wisdom from the Lord, something rules our hearts. And we're all, you know, one in Christ. We can be if you accept Jesus Christ. And I've understood that especially more even lately. Because I have love for people I couldn't stand before. I oversee issues that I couldn't handle before. Because of what God's changed in my life. I need that. I want that. I have the desire for it. Do you have a desire to be the best person you can be? Can you take criticism? If you can't take criticism from somebody and examine it, pray about it, and look at it, maybe it's pride. Maybe it's selfishness. So how are you going to get better? How are you going to learn? I love Proverbs 1.5, let the wise listen to add to their learning. I listen to people that criticize me. Listen to my wife. She criticizes me. Listen to my, my people that work for me, my sons, everybody else. I listen. I want to hear the criticism to learn and grow. I listen to the Lord when I'm in the Bible. He told me yesterday, you were selfish when you were in that depression. You wanted the past to be healed but do nothing about it. You wanted things to be perfect back then, and they wasn't. This is your ministry. You need to learn and grow from that. Take that. You had that selfishness that you carried. And I was very selfish. Unbelievable selfish. But we've got to understand they're the way they are. We're the way we are. But I want to be better. You want, they're the way they are. But we can't change them. We can love them no matter what. We can feel sorry. When you really care about a person and they're going through something, or they've had a past, or they're still carrying the unforgiveness. Do you feel sorry for them? Or do you want to feel sorry for them? 
I deal with a lot of father-son problem people. And I explain what I went through. And in the car business, it's tough. Father's always right, son's always wrong. And there's a lot, it's a lot that way and a lot of other things. But the father wants the best for him. And we've been through these struggles. And we've been through the experience. And we want to show them what we got. But we also got to do it in love and do it to understand what they're trying to do. Yes, they got a problem. Yes, they need to learn. Yes, this is the way I've done it. And if they do it differently, we just got to love them and be at peace in it and be content and be thankful for what we've got. Yes, we make mistakes. I make mistakes. I just went through a bad situation on a mistake I made. I didn't pray enough to the Lord on selling a piece of property. He would have directed me in a different direction. He'd give me wisdom. But I thought it was coming from the Lord. I didn't take the time. I was so excited and things were working out and I thought I knew what I was doing. Oh, man. I sure, now that I look back, I'm, I was the problem. He still makes me go through things when I make a bad choice and a bad mistake. Now, if I would have hung in there, stayed with him, it would have been different. But you've got, to, you've got this opportunity to think about anything, any part of your life that you're having a problem with. Go to the Lord. Ask him in deep thought, deep prayer. Said, Lord, show me why I react when they say this. Show me why I burst out, why I get anger, why I get mad. Show me exactly what's causing my life to have this struggle. And look at it and pray about it and forgive it totally with your heart. And when you totally forgive it with your heart, the issue will pass. The issue will go away. You'll know more about it. You'll understand more about it. You'll see what's going on in your life. Fathers are the way they were because of situations, previous family members. And my, my father went through some situations, and he never knew a mother's love, really didn't know a father's love, didn't know what a family was, and he struggled through that situation. And he had the best personality. People just loved him. But, you know, he showed love to others, but he didn't show love to me. And I was jealous of that. Here we go with jealousy. Has jealousy stopped you? Does jealousy buy your cars? Does jealousy pay for, buy you a car that you can't afford and can't fit the budget? There's so many things in our lives that push our buttons. And us car dealers, we're experts at it, Bubba. Yeah, we know how to push your button. We're psychologists. We're sociologists. We're actors. Are you a reactor? God bless you. I hope this message makes a difference. It's on 1160 AM radio at 1 p.m. today. If you like this show, tell somebody about it. Get some people to listen to it. Maybe it'll make a difference in their life. Maybe your relationship will be better. Maybe they'll have peace in their life, contentment and love. You can't give away what you don't have. God bless you. 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness from mother, father, or spouse. I love you. All of Texas. Defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.